here's a message from Ken Lavica. Look all around you. Codes. Codes in sports. Sports codes. We discovered them today. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. The Jets are officially obsessed with Sean Payton. Is that pretty accurate to say? Because we're on like day four, day five of the Jets responding to Sean Payton. Like, I know you're pro Jet Stone. I know you're pro Aaron and 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 Aaron Rodgers. That is for you casuals out there. Nathaniel Hackett is is Aaron Rodgers' boy, the OC of the Jets. Sean Payton had very unflattering things to say about Nathaniel Hackett's job as the not quite full season head coach of the Denver Broncos. He said that last week, uh, but but they've they've spent the last five days. The Jets have responding to it. Is there is there an an obsession there? I think there's an obsession, in a small percentage, but I also think for the bigger percentage, it's the media who just continues to ask questions about it like just peppering blaming the media Jeanette there it is I am so typical I I am going to blame the media this would be Ken in this spot just peppering Nathaniel Hackett with these questions until he can get a soundbite right this is what's going on so I think they're more so obsessed with the story more so than Nathaniel Hackett even cares Uh, this is this is what you get after being such a fan of Aaron Rodgers am I gaslighting yeah 100 (laughs) percent uh-huh Stone has learned a lot from Aaron. Uh, I was going to say he's taking copious notes. Uh, Jeanette, shall we revisit what uh, what Sean Payton told USA Today about uh, the Broncos and about Russell Wilson and about Nathaniel Hackett last week, just it's, to refresh our memory? It's Sean Petty, please. Uh, Sean Petty, that's right. Um, uh, so here is here were Sean Petty, Sean Petty Payton, his comments, new Denver Broncos head coach, Sean Petty's comments about the Broncos. Quote: This is USA Today. There's so much dirt around that. Peyton said when he was asked about Russell Wilson's poor season, quote, there's 20 dirty hands for what was allowed, tolerated in the frickin' training rooms, the meeting rooms, the offense. I don't know, Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. This BS that he hit a wall, shoot. They couldn't even get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. Everybody's got a little stink on their hands. It's not just Russell. It was a poor offensive line. It might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. That was Sean Petty, Sean Payton, about Nathaniel Hackett's Denver Broncos. Next time, let me read it. You're not doing it enough justice in terms of the Petty meter. I uh, thought it was perfectly done. No. I, I thought I had the proper amount of snark there. You did. I even, I even nope. When I said frickin'. I got really, that hit. Frickin'. Yeah, but there's so many different elements to it. You're not giving Sean Petty's comments the proper respect it deserves. Next, next time we'll let, we'll let uh, you bring your mean girl uh, angle to I'm it. I'm the Petty Queen, not the yeah. mean girl. And I don't think Sean Payton brought the Petty Mean Girl vibes to the USA Today reporter. I, yeah, no, I absolutely think he did. He did not hold back. I actually comments. kind of like the thought of Sean Payton sounding like a, a female with an attitude. 
Like in a, issue, yeah. like a, a pissed off Latina. Yeah, everyone's got some stink on their hands. Jeanette, say say in in your tone, properly conveying Sean Petty, Sean Payton. Uh, say everybody's got a little stink on their hands. Everybody's got a little stink on their hands. All right, that was better. That was actually better than what I did. She was right. Uh, yesterday, Nathaniel Hackett on day five of uh, confront Sean Payton Palooza at Jets camp. <laughs> This is Nathaniel Hackett, the man of the hour, and he says, hey, this sucks because a coaching code has been broken. Before we get started, I I just want to say something real quick. Obviously, last week has been a uh, very unique week, I think, uh, for for this organization. And, um, you know, I've been involved in this business my whole life, 43 years. And uh, as a coach, you know, as a coach's kid, uh, you know, we live in a glass house. We know that. We all live in different rooms. We all got a key for it. And it's one of those things that there's a code, there's a way things are done in that house. And, you know, this past week, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating and it sucks, but uh, we're all susceptible to it. There are things that you do, mistakes you make, and it costs you time on the field, costs you your job, all those things. And I own all that stuff. I mean, it's that fact. I got no excuses. That's how we live here at the New York Jets. That's how we've lived everywhere I've been. No excuses. So I own all those things. And um, it's it's unfortunate that that had to happen, uh, that the comments that were made. But, hey, they did. I, I'll tell you, I was probably more surprised that they happened now. was definitely expecting them in week five. So I, I'm, I'm almost thankful uh, that we got that, you know, out of the way. We all understand where, where, where uh, certain people feel and think. And I'll tell you, you can always look at that silver lining. And, man, this organization, these players, uh, the coaches, Sala, just the entire organization, Woody, I mean, Jaime, I mean, Gelfan, everybody has been unbelievable. I think that's something that is just awesome. It's brought our team together. Uh, even the old players that I've coached uh, very recently, you know, just being able to, you know, hear them. And um, it makes you understand that, that you do this for a very specific reason, for the love of the game, for the love of teaching, for the love of watching people grow. And uh, there's ups and downs. Never get too high, never get too low. And, uh, you know, got to love this stuff. So, Okay. Uh, we, are, we are making Nathaniel Hackett this, like, cuddly, sympathetic figure because big, bad Sean Payton said accurate things about the 2022 Denver Broncos. I've never seen a one-and-done head coach. He, wasn't, he didn't even make it one. He didn't even make it one. He didn't even make it through a full one. This guy, what the Jets are trying to do to him, what the national media is trying to do to him, like pet his head, say, hey, pal, it's okay. Come here. Come here. Mm. Love you. Come here. Come here. Nate. Come here, baby. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing with this guy? Uh, Cam Cameron, when he had one of the most embarrassing NFL head coaching tenures one season with the with the Miami Dolphins, 1-15 in, in 2007, he got ripped to shreds. And he moved on like a man's man. Chip Kelly moved on like a man's man. Steve Wilkes, Arizona, we forgot all about him. He sucked. Rob Chudzinski with the Browns in 2013, bad. Remember Jim Tom Sula with the Niners? That was a disaster. We didn't sit here and coddle him. We didn't pull him to our football bosom. Why is Nathaniel Hackett suddenly this big, cuddly teddy bear that we need to protect at all costs? He sucked. The new coach of the Broncos says he sucked. He's right. We move on. Stop. We don't need five days of this crap. And my favorite part is that you can tell Hackett absolutely had nothing to say about 
what Sean Payton did, what Sean Payton said. He completely tried to defend Sean Payton instead of his, in his actions, instead of his own. And he used like the coaches speak of, it's for the love of the game. You know, it brought the team together. Yeah. I think it makes Nathaniel Hackett look exactly what Sean Payton called him out for. You broke a code. We live in a glass house. And we only, live in a glass coaching house. And he only says that because he got called out. Sean Payton came with the receipts and hard, and Nathaniel Hackett right. had nothing else to say about it. By the way, I would argue a glass house is very expensive. It's not good for insulation. I would suggest that these coaches who do live in the glass house, uh, they do something a bit more synthetic. He said they all do. He said they all have keys. Yeah. All, all glass, they all have keys, which is weird. He's talking about codes, but he's talking about keys. If you live by a code in that glass house, but you're talking about keys, wouldn't it make more sense if you could get into the glass house via a code? A code is, to some is You don't key. need keys. Uh, I think they kind of go hand in hand. Is it, a, is it a, a coaching code or a coaching key? What are we talking about here? <laughs> a little bit of both. But I, I think this is blown up more so out of proportion because typically it comes from an ESPN West Palm show host or the national media. Who are or you the, talking or about? Or the athletic. I think this is where it typically comes from when you're talking about the oohs and the ahs of the Steve Wilkes and the guys who haven't even made it a one and done. But in this case, it came from another one of the 32 head coaches in the league. So you're going to make this uh, a little more than it was. So he's obviously bothered because he got called out by someone in the coaching fraternity. What what Nathaniel Hackett is is saying here, saying, oh, he, he, sort of, he sort of violated a code, is that it's, it's rare for a coach to call out another coach. He's just butthurt because it's rare and it happened to him. Right, and he was bad. He was there was there was no positive aspect to Nathaniel Hackett's tenure and what's going to be his only chance to be a head coach in the NFL outside of an interim role. Okay, like that guy's not getting hired ever again to be a head coach. Okay, so so he's he's upset. He's frustrated because a coach uh, a coach broke the coaching code. You don't call out another coach. What I would say too is suck it up because you know how many people on a daily basis. Uh, in TV, in media, tell Stephen A. Smith he sucks. He's a bloviating fool that media is worse because he's a prominent figure. And what does Stephen A. Smith keep doing? Bloat that checking account. Okay? Doesn't bother him. He keeps steamrolling ahead. That, that right there, that's strength. That's man behavior. By the way, if you don't like uh, Stephen A. Smith's sports takes, he actually gives uh, hilarious dating advice on his Instagram if you haven't seen that. Stephen A. Smith, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I might have said it this week. There's a reason he gets paid what he gets paid. Want to know why? Because he's elite. And he can take it. We can make fun of him. We can call him out. We can tag him. We can do all these things. You know what he does? He just keeps moving on. Moving on. Speaking of moving on, I think he's... People say, I suck all the time. You suck. You suck. Everybody tells us we suck. You know what? We move on. Pay me, Daddy. And I think Stephen A's pretty adaptable. He's up with the times, and he's continuing to grow with the industry right. as well. Nathaniel Hackett, he in his first game set his team up for a 64-yard game-winning field goal. That That is not up with the times, right? That's bad. That's bad. That's bad no matter the era. It's that's pioneer bad. stuff. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's pioneer stuff like the Oregon Trail where you get malaria, and then your, your, your a wagon breaks down in the river, and then you die of dysentery. That, that is the pioneering that Nathaniel Hackett did. Good, good job, Stone. Trying to defend well, your boy. Like, hey, he's trying to change the game a little bit. Hey, this is what kickers can do nowadays. I'm going to show the world. <laughs> I'm going to show the world, and then nope. Uh, so, <laughs> so I want to talk about sports codes, because I think what Nathaniel Hackett did, though, was reveal a very important aspect of sports, and that is all of us live by a certain sports Code, something we believe in, whether we're watching sports, participating in sports, how we fan, how we follow, how we consume. We all 
live by a sports code. Nathaniel Hackett believes that NFL coaches, coaches as a whole, football coaches, they live, they live by a code where they don't criticize one another, where they are part of the same fraternity. They have each other's backs. By the way, you've been in coaching. You currently do coach one of the most successful seven-on-seven teams on the planet, South Florida Express, Stone. Um, do you Have you heard of this coaching code? I, I think absolutely. I, I think it definitely exists. It's not just one of those willy-nilly phrases you throw around. It's definitely tangible. All right. So here's my sports code that I live by. Okay, it's three-pronged, all right? Here's my sports code. I live and die by this. I follow this. This is what I believe in, okay? My sports code... You always got to get in and get seated before the game starts. Get in and get seated before the game starts. I don't care if you're tailgating. If you're stuck in traffic, you should have left earlier. Okay? Mm -hmm. It ruins the experience for me. If you don't get in and get seated before first pitch, before kickoff, before faceoff, get in, get set. All right? Beer in hand, food, whatever. I do love that one. Yeah. Uh, Also, at a baseball game in the seventh inning, I'm going to make sure that everybody – Everybody who can hear me knows that I think God Bless America should be the national anthem over our actual national anthem, over the Star Spangled Banner. Again, the Star Spangled Banner, uh, the, the, the melody is off of a British pub song, okay? Uh, can you imagine? And the national anthem, too. It wasn't the national anthem until the 40s. A lot of people don't know that. The national anthem wasn't the national anthem until the 1940s, all right? Uh, and again, it's a British pub song. Could you imagine being a Brit, all right, and you lose the Revolutionary War, and it sucks. Uh, you've lost America. You're no longer going to be able to go over there and set up a settlement, right? And then you hear this new country, this young country, these spunky patriots. You hear one of their most patriotic songs, and you're like, wait a minute. I sang that last Friday at uh, my, my pub in Liverpool. And you're like, what are these idiots doing? There's no way they're going to last. I imagine that. Francis awesome. Scott Key is a pretty British-sounding name, too. There's nothing American-sounding about yeah, that. Yeah, but he came up with the lyrics. He came up with the lyrics. I, but, but, but he's attributed, if it was like Tyler Hunter uh, Smith. Smith. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, that's American. Yeah. Or um, uh, John Doe. Yeah, Butch Malcolm. Mm. Uh, there needs to be a third name there. Smith. He sounds hot. I, I, I can't. I can't lie. You can. I've gained a lot of respect for you in the past, like forty-five seconds. Those two codes right there. Yeah. Big respect. Yeah. And like, then there's a third. Oh, okay. Okay. Third. Okay. okay. Oh, I'd say it was three prong. It's like a fork. I've got a fork of codes. All right. A trident, a if spork. you will. Yeah. A spork of codes. Right. Um, also, if it's a blowout, no matter who's on top, it's okay to leave. What? It's okay to leave early. No. You paid a lot of money. And if you want to leave early, get home, get to a bar, go out with friends afterwards, not be stuck in gridlock traffic, you know you have that right. If it's a blowout, your team's up big, or the other team's up big, especially if the other team's up big, you can get the hell out of there. You are so South Florida. As much as you like to poo-poo on South Florida sometimes, you are the reason why Stone and I sit behind these mics. And make fun of y'all. Well, Stone, that is Stone, not a good sports coach. Well, I lost respect. The, no, the first two were good. Jeanette, you're wrong. Don't because, lump Stone in that because I think Stone agrees with me. I, I agree to all three of them. You I think are it's very with me. Jeanette, he said that he wants to sit down before yeah. first tip, unlike right. those uh, Miami fans. So I'm showing up in the call, third okay, and leaving in the eighth. I forgot the first one. Okay. And again, right. leaving early is within reason. Like, let's talk baseball for a second, okay? Like, I don't think you can leave early until the eighth. 
Okay. Until because I want to hear "God Bless America," the actual U.S. And national so you, anthem. So you can fulfill your uh-huh. your code number. No, no, selfish. Right, 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 That's right. very very. I, yeah, I can't have the the I can't have my trident of codes unless number two is. I was gonna say you can't you can't follow <laughs> the code if you can't execute exactly. it. So you must stay after the seventh. Right. I think one of the reasons that it's okay to leave early too is because if you do face the music and sit through the torture of your team losing, it's not enjoyable. So the That's people you're with aren't enjoying watching yeah. your team getting blown I, out. Like, there's all the be reasons honest. to leave. I you had guys a, ain't loyal. I had a great, great, great time with you guys Saturday at Lone Depot Park uh, at the Marlins game. Like, it was awesome. We were up on the, the scoreboard, and we were drinking and having fun and talking bleep and taking pictures and all that stuff. But you know what? The game actually sucked. It was the worst. It was it, it, The later innings were boring. And then when I had to stand two innings in line to get Tequenos for my wife, that was even worse. I missed the whole sixth and seventh inning because the Tequeno line was so damn long. Which shout out, they were really good. So thank they, you. they were pretty good. But it, it was that Argentinian place. Like everybody wanted a piece of the Argentine uh, of session place. Right. Of the course. Argentines. So I um so so those are my sports codes. You get in and you get seated before the game starts, all right? Uh I make sure that in the seventh inning. At a baseball game, everyone around me knows that God Bless America should be the actual national anthem. And if your team's getting blasted, you can leave early. Or if the other team's getting blasted, you can leave early. Okay? What's the sports code you live by? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Nathaniel Hackett says that Sean Payton... Broke a code criticizing Nathaniel Hackett's job as Denver Broncos head coach last year. He broke the coaching code. Me, my sports code, I'm going to get there before the game starts. I'm going to make sure everybody knows God Bless America should be the actual national anthem, and I get to leave early if it's a blowout, no matter the sport. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Now, coach messages in. If you can't win the game, win the fight. That's the code I live by. That's a good one. Sounds like a Canes fan. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a Canes fan. Huge respect to him, though. Mm -hmm. Can't go down without a fight. Simple as that. Yeah, if you're you're into those sort of things. Right. Uh, Jeanette, what's a sports code you live by? I have four here. Four-pronged. Four-pronged. So an actual fork. Right. (laughs) So the first one is when my team's in the playoffs, specifically the Orlando Magic or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I can only watch it solo or with close friends because I have rules and regulations. So is this in a home or is this at a public place? Both. As long as it's only... But no strangers and no casuals. No, because there's that conversation. I want to get to know you, all of that. We ain't got time for that. All right, There's that's more good. important things on the screen. I, I actually, Don't bother me. I think that's a good code to live by. Um, if my if my team, I'll use the Orlando Magic and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for all these examples because mm-hmm. those are the two I live and die by. Sure, sure. Um, if they are in the finals or the championship game, you get the next day off. After the Buccaneers, I was on the Evan Cohen show 5 mm-hmm. to 6 p.m. I took that Monday off after Tampa Bay won. So the what about the like say the magic or <laughs> the magic in the finals? Say the magic are in the finals. Um, are you taking day off after game one? Oh, day off after game two? If they're up three one in my dream scenario, got it. If so they've got to be on the precipice. Win the game okay. exactly. Okay. Mm. 
then I take all those days off. Got it. These are good so far. That's pretty good. What about uh, three and four? Uh, three, uh, you guys experienced it during the Miami Marlins game. If there's a Dominican player on the field or on the court or everything, <laughs> I will make note and everybody around <laughs> me is going to know. That's right. code. That's pretty good. Okay. That's a good code. And I, you guys experienced it's it. It's called the Dominic code. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, God. You guys experienced it. Uh, Ken, I'd be like, good. who's this? Who, where's this player from? I also think it's educational. Oh, like sure. me me making sure that everybody knows God Bless America should be the national anthem, that's obnoxious. Her mentioning every time that a Dominican contributes to a game that she's watching, that's educational. See, sure. I, I respect them both because they're both conversation starters. Mm. Like there's, there's stuff to continue the convo with after that. Right. You can talk about DR, or then you can talk about, you know what, that's a good idea, but I was all, and you can get right into it. Yeah. I love that. Uh, four is going to annoy the heck out of you guys, and this is what I'm still experiencing and learning about myself with, is every time Houston is brought up, I got to flex uh, that I represent Houston with my World Series championship. I hate ring. that one. I actually kind of love it. And I... No one else has an Astros championship ring, she knows. Um, Again... My, the, Minus the ballpark of the Palm Beach. Right, right, right. But again, it's an exclusive club. Right. You guys are obviously right. not part if of it. If I was the in-game host for the Houston Astros, the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, uh -huh. in the world champion Houston Astros at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches during spring training, I would be flexing that ring as well. But you got to be like strategic about it. You can't be too cocky. Yeah, you, you got to punch him in the forehead like, with it. So, well, so, <laughs> so what happened a mark. when I was at the National Association of Hispanic Journalists Conference, people, like I had the ring in my bag, but I wasn't wearing it. And people would be like, Oh, I'm from Houston. I'd be like, oh, what's your baseball team? Be like, oh, the Houston Astros, let's go. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Have you seen a World Series? I like how she asked him who's your team as if they were going to say, like, oh, the Rockies. Maybe. You never know. Yeah, that's a good point. So <laughs> then I'm still learning. I might go to a Marlins Yankees game. Do I wear the ring then? I'm disappointed I didn't wear my. Astros ring for the first time at a baseball game with us last Saturday. But who's going to notice that there? It, you notice this ring. This ring is heavy. It is big. It shines. It's blingy. It's beautiful. So I don't know. I saw I'm some of these, these Venezuelan women on Saturday. They had big blings and those weren't World Series rings. I exactly. You, I bet you there's riffs fake. Uh, <laughs> but I'm so that is a code that I'm still learning to live by and how to adjust. So okay, but that's good. I like that. Stone hates it. I, I think it's one of my least favorite codes ever because it, it reminds me of and, and Jeanette falls into this category as well. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 like an ick of mine. I think an ick of a lot of people's here. Uh, uh huh. You know, it's it, it falls in the category of hey, you know, I'm going on vacation to Kansas, and then immediately following the person says. Oh, that's awesome. I was in Topeka four months ago and, you know, I actually took an adventure and I went and climbed the mountain here and it's, oh, well, okay, cool, because I'm going to Colorado after. It's like, oh, Colorado is the best because I was actually in Colorado a month ago and I got to see Shawn Mendes sing a song. I was literally second row. So it's that, it's that immediate, it's that one up. I don't want to be one up when I'm talking about Houston or something. I'm just from Houston. That was one of the most obscure role playing <laughs> hypotheticals 100%. I've ever heard on this show. And we get windy and weird. I was just going to say, why out of all the places, one, and talking about me, first of all, would I go to Kansas, specifically Topeka? Topeka. And then, second, I'm going to Colorado to see Sean Mendes. <laughs> what are you doing? You have never. I uh, thought you knew me better than this, This my was guy. an example. I wasn't going to go with you. Is this a personal example? It's not a personal example. All of that to say, one, do better. Second, um, <laughs> I am not a one-upper when I vacation because if you want me to one-up you, I travel a lot. <laughs> but 
the only time I will definitely flex in sports is I have more World Series rings than Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani. I got a whole rot. Like, come on. That's actually one flat. Come on now. I mean, it's hard to, to deny that. That's Thank you. Good. Uh, what's the sports code you live by? Nathaniel Hackett says Sean Payton broke the coaching code. Uh, I say, hey, you got to be in your seat and ready to go by the time a game starts. No excuses. Jeanette has a whole cornucopia of them. My favorite, though, I think, is that she makes sure everybody knows when a Dominican has contributed in a game that she is at. Or she is watching. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Let's go to Palm Beach Garden. Segway Sean on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Sean. Hey, guys. Haven't called in in a bit. Uh, let's talk to you. Good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. I, Jeanette, I love, I love the when you're, when you're watching a really important game or a finals or a, a playoff or something, the location and the people are, are super important. I love those. Um, and I know you guys have a kind of a separation on when and what situation is it okay to leave the game. Yeah, yeah. What I'd like to know is, and I, I, I'm kind of gathering that Stone and, and, and Ken are kind of on the same page as far as, you know, the sports are concerned, but as far as football, baseball, you know, the top four, when, when do you guys, the guys, feel it's okay and what score to leave? And Jeanette, when do you feel it's okay and when, what is the score with that, maybe a few of the top sports? All right, this is good. This is good. And thank you uh, for the call and good to hear from you again, Sean. All right. So, uh, actually, should we take a break and then give our guidelines of when we believe it's right? Because we, we, social media is stacked. Let's definitely take a break. All right, let's take a break then. Let's do that. And then uh, we will, uh, could you write this down, Jeanette, so I don't forget. Uh, we will discuss when we believe is the right time to be able to leave. Because Stone and I say, hey, in a blowout, you can leave early. Jeanette says, no, 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 no. You got to stay to the end of the game. She called us, uh, she called us South Florida-ish. And you know what? I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Uh, I, it's also something I've come around on. Over the years, because I used to be stay to the end, and then I started having to truck people around, and then that changed my whole outlook on everything, and I hate seeing my team get beaten badly. I mean, it happens so much watching the White Sox that you finally said, you yeah. know what, I'm, I just I can't leave. tell you how many eighth innings I left uh, <laughs> growing up from White Sox games. You weak, you ain't loyal, because you bet if I'm going to Orlando Magic fan, I am there watching all the videos, and I'm watching till the end, even if I'm crying. But they're right. expected to lose. Weak. So, so we will we we'll give our guidelines. The, he said the main four sports, right? So uh, we got baseball, we got basketball, we got football, we got hockey. All right, that's good. That's uh, we'll good. do it. We'll do it. The, the big four. May have been throwing a soccer. Uh, you may have heard me rant about Inter Miami fans last week. Uh, with this is the exact same topic. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle. Join replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What's the sports code you live by? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The socials open for you at KLV1063. And also, 
Uh, if you know who's coming on after us at 2 o'clock on uh, ESPN 106.3, let us know because we don't. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. That's true. Hi. Uh, before the uh, before the break, Sean in Palm Beach Gardens, because Stone and I seem to be uh, we seem to be in in agreement here that it is okay in a blowout in a blowout, no matter the sport, to leave early. To get out of there, get in the car, try and avoid traffic, not watch in dismay as your team continues to get dismantled. Or if things are, are in hand, good, good times, and listen to it on the radio as you head home or head to another location. And that's totally fine. That's well within your rights. That's a sports code that Stone and I live by. But now, Jeanette, Sean, uh, he, he posed the question, okay, Ken Stone, you're going to... You're going to say that that's okay. You live by that code. Then what are some of these specific parameters? And so we're going to answer that in just a moment. Mm-hmm. We're talking sports codes. What's your sports code you live by? All of this coming off of Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, apparently, somehow, someway, the most cuddly victim in the NFL. Poor Nate. Treated so, so poorly by, by Sean Payton, the big bad bully head coach of the Denver Broncos. How dare he say true things about the job Nathaniel Hackett did last year? How dare he? He broke a coaching code. Oh, Nate, I'm so sorry, buddy. Your boy Aaron will bring you to his meaty chest and caress you. Ridiculous. He ain't even that big, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he's buff. Sports code. Apparently, Sean Payton Payton broke a code I've never heard about. But sports codes. What's the sports code you live by? Like, I want to get to the, the the stadium, the arena, on time so I can sit down and be in my seat before the game starts. Also, seventh inning of a baseball game, everyone around me is going to know that God Bless America should be the national anthem. And if it's a blowout, either way, you can leave early. Uh, Jeanette's big one, this is the one I love the most, is if there is a Dominican in the game that she is watching or she is at, everyone around her is going to know, hey, he's Dominican. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. That's Dominican pride. I like that. A Dominic code from Jeanette Javier, mm-hmm. the Dominic queen. Uh, and and we still haven't gotten to Stones yet. What's your, what's your sports code you live by? So I got two of them. I think one of them you guys are going to enjoy, the other one you're going to hate. This is for all my sports gamblers out there. I live by this. I think you should as well, and I think most of you probably already do, but alcohol must be consumed if your bet is over $300. I oh, live by that. Oh, all right. So you live okay. by there must be alcohol consumption to numb the anxiety and or eventual pain of a bet over $300. I've never heard of this before. <laughs> I mean, it, it's I, I guess it's uh, a code that I've constructed. I think it's a but sound it's, code. I think that's great. I love this for you. Over time, I think it's the number that I found myself, obviously, the most anxiety-driven. And, sure. and, and, you know, some would call it a unit. It's what you bet at. You're a little above. your, So you're, you're throwing it around. That's when you kind of hit everybody up. Hey, I want to go out and watch this game. Or, ooh, get a crack one on the couch because this one this one means a little more than the rest of them. Okay. Follow-up questions. So what if it's under 300? Are you drinking, but, like, in, not intently? Because I'm assuming you purposely 
drink if it's over 300 What's the situation if it's under? If it's less than $300, I don't necessarily feel the need ah, to okay. crack a beer. That's like the threshold. That's the that's the the beer threshold or the the cocktail threshold. So, exactly. Okay. Situationally, you are betting. You know that there's a game on in the evening. You are betting three hundred dollars plus on. You purposely make a run to the store if you're dry in your house to watch the game, or you purposely go to a bar. To watch said bet over 300. 100%. Every single gotcha. time. Gotcha. I like that. That's cool. That is very good, actually. What's the second one, Stone? At number two, I kind of developed this code as a player, and now as a fan, I, I see myself doing it as well. Dap up the opponent or dap up the opposing fans after a good play. It, it, it's something that I found has really worked for me. So if I'm sitting next to you, Ken, and, and the Marlins are playing the White Sox and Tim Anderson goes flat pancake and makes a grab, turns it into a triple play, whatever the case is, I'll look at you in your White Sox jersey and give you knuckles and say, man, that, that, was, that was fire. Like That was a really good play. And it, it kind of develops a little bit of a friendship there too. It developed on the field more so. You get rocked. Um, really good pass breakup by the DB. Okay. Love walking up to him, reaching out a hand, knuckle, good play. It, 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 what it really does is no matter how bad you play, that person will always defend you. It now. develops a bond. It develops right. some sort of bond. I, I, I'm fine with that as a player. That's a good player code. As a fan, I despise that. Yeah. I was like, I'm half season on this too. I'm all for bonding with a fan of an opposing team, but not that way. Mm-hmm. No. I, I hear you. I, I don't think no. everyone's cut from the same cloth. But you, no, no, no. It seems petty too. No, it's not petty. It's what not it is? Petty. It's not petty. But you know what it is? I think it's I'm it. It is Jeanette. It is Gen Z when you're fans of players and not teams. Because it doesn't hurt you that badly when your team was just wronged. So you're just looking for individual excellence. So it's like, hey, brah. Hey, brah. That's how Stone talks. Uh-huh. Hey, brah. Dap. See, hey, give me the give me the knuckles. That was a sick point. catch, brah. See, see, what's funny is you'd be the meatball in this scenario. As in like, oh, I don't care. That's not my team. Although it was a sports center top 10 play, not my team. No, don't I care. I would hate it. Game respects, I would hate it. Game respects game. All right, uh, it is not a Gen Z thing. It is a game respects right, game. That's it's fine. Our- then I don't want a player on another team making a sports center top 10 play against my team. I don't Boom. care. Boom. He's an athlete. I love that guy. No. He, he's making plays. He's worked his whole life for that. That is a flat out no. Ernesto in Boynton. What's up, Ernie? I hate it. Oh, no, I hate that, too. Yeah, it's uh, so gross. It's so uh, stone. I would give the dab on a good, great play. I would do the same. Um, I have a thing about uh, not cursing during the games. I don't like to curse to them. I don't like it. Uh, you? Uh, I don't make it personal. I will get under their skin, but not oh, you mean personally, taunting. like family. Like taunting like that. people. Uh, not in general, yeah. but like, oh, directed towards. Okay, I that I understand because... Uh, not swearing during a game, thats that seemed a bit off from your personality, Ernie. Mm-hmm. No, well, I have kids, and there are kids around Got the it. baseball. No, Respectful. no, listen, I am, a, I am a sailor in heart, but I know when to and when not to. In a, in a, in a, in a ball field, in, in, in the game, you're not going to do that. There's kids there, you're trying to, you know, I mean, I'm trying to re- uh, send an example to my son. I mean, he knows I, I curse. That's sure. not a, it's not a case, but I, I'm not I'm not one to blindly say every f bomb, every every word, every time. So yeah, I'll do that. I, I don't curse. I don't. I give the opponent the respect. I just get under their nerves and under their skin other ways. Um, and in terms of leaving the game, I've got scenarios on all of them. Baseball, 
if they're getting blown out by five or seven runs and they ain't coming back, I am gone by the seventh inning, depending on where I live. Now, that's what it comes down to, depending where you live, do you have kids with you? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of scenario that I what go What time with. it is? Now, is it an afternoon game, a night game, all that stuff? Correct. That's all into, into consideration. Because, if you know, if you're by yourself, or in my case, I'm single now. Now if it's a blowout, uh, now I'll walk around, see the stadium, maybe pick up a number here and there. You know, I mean, I, 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 yeah. I have another score to settle. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I Ernie, I appreciate the call. And ladies, make sure you make note. Ernie's single. Uh, all right. So, uh, oh, by the way, uh, BZ, uh, no, no, not BZ, Donovan messages. My code, people that stand a player over a team can't be trusted. Oh, stone. stone. That's fine. Then don't trust me. That's all I have to say. Well, I don't. I've been pretty clear about that. I don't trust you <laughs> from a sports standpoint, for sure. Uh, I think I have to now that. One of his quarterbacks is maybe the starter of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're just deeper thinkers, uh, us fans. Here we go. Aaron Rodgers influence. Take it on easy, him Sports Rogan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> B. Beckman messages in. Only fill out one NCAA bracket. Enter multiple pools. Fine. The bracket is the same in all of them. Those are my picks across the board. That's my code. That is money. I think that's I love really it. good. I love that because it one. also shows conviction. Like, are you about it? Or are you just going to be willy nilly throwing throwing teams out there? Exactly. And for me, how do I follow that? I, if I'm doing four or five brackets and they're all different, I can't follow that nonsense. No, because then you find yourself. Uh, well, if they win or lose, it really doesn't matter. Right. Because in my fifth if bracket, I, I have them both. Honestly, that's why I can't play fantasy sports because in that same neighborhood, it has me rooting against players from my team potentially. And, and just draft all the Dolphins players this year and rock out. Oh, that's a good idea. Actually. And full transparency, though, when I do the NCAA bracket, I do two separate ones. One is led by my mommy, my very Dominican mom. Uh-huh. And she literally, she's one of those people who picks the bracket by imagining the mascots fighting each other. And then that's how she'll do it. And then I'll do my own. So that's the only time I do two separate NCAA brackets. Uh, Louisville messages in, my code is loyalty. Your teams are your teams for better or worse. The only exception is when you get a new team in your market. At that point, only can you switch allegiances to your new home team. This does not work when you move to a new city with established teams. Ooh. So I don't know. What would you do for like a Floridian? Is it depends right. where you are? In I fall under this umbrella. I, I'm a Dolphins fan now. I grew up a Bears fan, but I'm a Dolphins fan now. I've adopted my new area's team. So that's how I am with the Marlins. The Marlins are my baseball team, but I'm a diehard Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan because it's closest to Orlando and obviously the Orlando Magic. I think it applies more so in like that St. Louis area where the Battlehawks move into town and now you got to pick up that fandom. You lost the Rams kind of deal mm-hmm. where they're just kind of fluctuating in and out. Now Vegas is going to get a basketball team right you got to pick that up and buy that jersey so it's a tough spot but respect the code because like i don't i respect the code but when it comes to hockey i'm very fair weather between the lightning and the panthers yeah well that gets that that well this is interesting because justice messages you got to be a fan of a team in your city or state so that's still state but then uh silas i cannot and will not be a fan of a team that's not based in my hometown that's his code. Uh, I don't know. I, I Because going... Uh, it's a little wishy-washy like, to be a fan of two teams in the same sport, in my opinion. So this is what happened when the Orlando Magic 
were in the 09 finals, obviously all of Florida was rooting for them. And then LeBron went to the Miami Heat and all these people who were apparently diehard Orlando Magic fans were diehard Miami Heat fans in a matter of two seasons. Mm -hmm. I hated that because of loyalty. I am a ride or die with my I get that. I get that. So where would you, where in his code, where would he go in that circumstance? You can't. You you cannot the magic your hometown team. Yes. You didn't flock to the flavor of the the era. So you did the right thing by his coat. And I yelled at Miami Heat fans who were Orlando Magic fans yeah. two seasons As, prior. No, I think that's that's properly enforcing that code. Okay. That's properly enforcing that code. Okay. What's the sports code you live by? This is wide ranging. It could be anything. It could be superstitions. It could be how you act as a fan. It could be what you believe as a fan, as you be- you believe as a supporter, or if you you play sports, uh, a code you live by. Hell, baseball's full of unwritten rules. Those are codes, uh, uh, unwritten codes. What's the sports code you live by? After Nathaniel Hackett saw Sean Payton, Sean Payton. Break the code of not criticizing coaches within the industry. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Let's get to one more call before Stone and I hash out when it's okay to leave early. Where are we going, Stone? We got Mark in West Palm Beach. Mark in West Palm. What's up, Mark? Hey, guys and gal. This is a good topic. And before I give you my... Mine, uh, I just uh, just a word on Sean Payton. Sure. Now, for one thing, just just so you know, I am the, I am not the least bit least a fan for the NFL queen diva Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. I, he, I, I hope the Jets fail miserably this year. <laughs> but what I will say is, Sean Payton is a bit of a d bag. Let's look at his history. Well, yeah. What other coach that has any class whatsoever gets choke signs on the sidelines, jaws with opponents regularly, and was chief behind Bounty Gate? The man was suspended for a year. I mean, he's a D-bag. I hope Denver fails, too, because he, I just don't like oh, him. And yeah. I don't think any coach with class behaves the way he No, does. Mark, you're right. You're right. I mean, I, I, am, I hope it doesn't come off, and appreciate the call, I hope it doesn't come off as me being pro Sean Payton. He is, accurate, as Mark accurately said, AD back. Oh, I'm very pro Sean Payton. Really? I'm very pro Sean Payton. You don't know nothing about Sean Payton I think except for just... the fact that he's petty. I love that. What more do I need to know about him? He's definitely and a known. He... He's a known D bag. He's and a known he... attitude. Mm-hmm. And then he knows how to rip. Uh, he's petty. I know, but he knows how to smoke. Also, oh, in yeah, yeah, hitting hitting bongs. I, I wasn't sure if I could say that word. He has as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers does. Great. Just wanted to give you that little tidbit there. Cool. Uh, remember when uh, Paul Blart, uh, Ball yeah. Cop, Kevin James, played, Kevin James played him in a movie you, and looked nothing like him? Do you know him what more? A weird, what weird casting? Do you know him more so as Paul Blart rather than Kevin James? hundred percent. You know what happened? I couldn't remember his name. That's what so I'm I saying. hundred percent. So but the answer is yes. I could have gone with. Um, I could have gone with uh, Hitch. I could have gone no, with that's Will Smith's movie. King of Queens. Right. I could have gone with. I went Paul Blart. <laughs> I don't blame him. I literally think Kevin James. Grown ups. You called him Paul Blart. I mean, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> but we all knew who he was talking oh, 100%. about, 100%. Because I'm pretty sure Kevin James just has a segue no matter where he goes. I, again, I have great respect for Kevin James, but he looks nothing like Sean Payton. That was the least believable movie I've seen ever. I liked it. Shout out the home team. Ever. And I, uh, home team. And I, and I watched E.T. 157 times in my life. Wait, what about the home team? That's the name of the movie. Oh, that's what it is? Home oh, I thought team. you were talking about Josh Cohen. No, home team. Oh, okay. Uh, Jeremy. 
in Boyden on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Ken. How are you? Hi. Good, man. Hi, Stone. How are you? What up? What up? Uh, so I'm on the same page as Stone because I played hockey. So I used to actually fight people, get punched in the face, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of physical contact. So, you know, kind of like how you see in the pros, you know, you get to the penalty box, you kind of, you know, give each other a little head nod, like, hey, good fight. You get out of the box, you tap each other's shin pads, and you get back out there and you just go back to war, and maybe you do it again in another five minutes. You never know. But uh, as a, like another fan, only if it's somebody that I know okay. would I do something like that, like gap them up. Like I'm friends with Patriots fans and I'm a Dolphins fan because, you know, they moved on and, uh, down here for college and things like that. I became friends with them. So, of course, you know, I'll pay them their respects. But if it's somebody I don't know, Unless they, you know, have been nice the whole time, you know, and they say something, maybe I'll be nice back. But for the most part, you know, I just try to stay away because uh, I've witnessed a lot of fights in the uh, 400 section of Dolphins Patriots games <laughs> oh, where yeah. entire sections are just brawling with each other. So, you know, sometimes I may not work out in your favor. But uh, for me, another quote I live by is, uh, especially in this past run with our Heat and Panthers, mm-hmm. I wore the same outfit yep. that they won in. I wore the same pants. I wore my Jimmy Butler, you know, basketball pants, my Miami Heat playoff shirt. I wore my Panthers 1996 Eastern Conference champion shirt and jeans. So every night I'm watching the games, that's what I got on, or some combination of the Panther shirt and the Heat pants if they're playing at the same time. Or I didn't have a clean pant, you know, a clean playoff shirt for the Heat, so I just threw my Panther shirt on. But I was always repping our South Florida teams, win or lose, when the playoffs happened because just so that way they're like me, you know, that fan, hey, they might not see it, but I believe that I'm doing something. Sure, you you're contributing. It, you know? You're absolutely, that's where superstition and code intersect. And we've all been there. I wore the same hat for Heat playoff games, wore the same hat for Panther playoff games. I, when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had Tom Brady, I never wore his jersey on game days. I always wore Rondé Barber's jersey. Interesting. That was my favorite Buccaneer of all time. During the uh, White Sox World Series run in 2005 that nobody remembers, nope. I wore the same White Sox jersey every single playoff game, and that includes the day after they won the World Series. Uh, I smelled like champagne and just wrote like cigarettes and everything, went and took a midterm for theology uh, when I was in college. That's called the smell of success. Yeah. Shout out my boy Scott Pesednik. There you go. Well done. I thought you were going to say shout out to JC Theology. What's up, Christ? No, no, definitely oh, not. God. But uh, also, great call, <laughs> great call, Jeremy. Uh, uh, I can definitely relate to being in the penalty box and kind of getting feisty with the boys on the ice. Uh, more code. What's your sports code you live by? This is good stuff. Let's keep it rolling. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Again, social media, at KLV1063. I mean, let's be honest. It's this or the MLB trade deadline. <laughs> what are you picking? I know what I'm doing. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Ah, the richest debate in sports history. Again, greatness. ESPN... It's pantheon of all-time content. Stephen A. Smith, J. Will, with the following. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. Sponsors line up to support that. Never gets old. Uh, By the way, Framber Valdez had never heard of him before last night. He pitched a no-hitter for the Astros uh, last night. Go Astros! Uh, So congratulations to him, I suppose. Um, Congrats to uh, to Jeanette, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, No hitters being significant. 
doesn't necessarily pass the smell test presented by Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, ENT, extraordinaire. Snoring problems, he's got you. Ear issues. I know a lot of people, actually, that I've talked to over the last, well, I don't know, four or five years. who are like, yeah, I always have ringing in my ears. Um, that's not normal. That needs to be treated, and it can be treated. That's where Dr. Neil Goldhaber comes in. Oh, I'm congested all the time. It's just how my nose is set up. <laughs> no. Anthony Richardson has a septum problem that the Colts are addressing with him before the season starts. Septums? Dr. Neil Goldhaber, he's the guy, knows him like the back of his hand. Throat problems, Dr. Neil Goldhaber. He's been doing it since two, uh, for decades. Been doing it for decades. Based out of Boynton Beach, he's the guy. He's the go-to, and he's our great friend, by the way. Just an all-around awesome person, and I'm sorry the Yankees just ain't it, Dr. Goldhaber. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com, Dr. Neil Goldhaber. That's Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Uh, anybody want to tell me where Framber or Valdez is from? Let me guess. The Dominican Republic. Absolutely. He's from the south side. Uh, his nickname is La Grasa, which means oh, that's the a, Grease. The Grease? The Grease. That's pretty badass, actually. Uh, sports codes. Sports codes. What's the sports code you live by? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. To beautiful Jupiter. To, I'm assuming, equally as beautiful Patrick. Uh, here on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Patrick. Hey, guys. Afternoon. Afternoon. Hola. Thought I'd uh, just chime in as a loyalty guy. Uh, okay. That's always respected, you know, Detroit Lions fans and Bears fans, but also uh, maybe give you some perspective of history in South Florida, where growing up we only had the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And, uh, you know, before that, everybody, of course, there was the Yankee fans, but... Uh, there was a lot of uh, Brave fans in those days before we got our Marlins. And then, of course, the Heat, everybody in those days was a lot of Celtics fans in South Florida going East Coast, West Coast against the Lakers until we got our Heat. See, and, I didn't uh, know that. Uh, I actually, I didn't know that, Patrick. That's actually really, that, that's interesting yeah. that it was, it was populated with Celtics fans, huh? Oh, yeah, because it, it was such a big East Coast Lakers versus sure. Celtics in the 80s. Sure. No, and I then, get of course, it. as far as hockey goes, I never even knew what hockey was until the Panthers came here. I'm a South Florida guy all the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that, Patrick, that is a great call. I absolutely love that. Uh, and also, within the state, the Dolphins were first by a long way. So, like, Bucks fans, Jaguars fans, there were a lot. There was a lot of switching when those two teams came to be from Dolphins fans. Like, the state was the Dolphins until the Bucks came around in 79, and then eventually the Jaguars came in the uh, the early 90s. I thought it was 76. Uh, was it 76? Oh, yeah, you're right. 79 was the uh, one, in, uh, 1 in 15, or the 0 in 16 season. Yeah. Great. My bad. Good call, G. Yeah, sorry, Bucks extraordinaire. Uh, <laughs> Devin in Boca. What's up, Devin? How are you, um, Ken? How are you, Ken? I'm great. I'm great. I haven't heard from you for a while. I'm hoping you're you're well. Yeah, man, I am. Listen, I have a gripe with baseball. Uh-oh. And I'm going to take it a little bit left, but check this out. Okay. Baseball for years has been just cannot get out of their own way, and they just keep getting me more and more upset. Look at this. Everybody is so amazed with this um, Otani guy, right? Mm-hmm. 
So I'm saying to myself, look at all the kids that play baseball in the United States of America. And for years, baseball has been telling kids you cannot pitch and hit at the same right, time. Right. You are, you are going to mess up your, your arm. You are going to mess up your back. So every kid has to pick a position that they have to play and stick to that position as they grow up. Now in Japan, they let the kids do whatever they want. They let them enjoy the game in whichever way they want. And now in America, we are celebrating a two-way player who came from a different country into our country where the sport was developed in our country and showing us something that we said cannot be done mm-hmm. and it's being done on precedented levels. And right now, everybody's kissing at him like, oh, this is the greatest baseball player of all time. Boom. How many kids in the inner cities could have been the next show here, Tani, if baseball had just get out of their own way? Yep. I, I mean, Devin, and- I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect and appreciate the call. You're right. Hot take alert. But it's true. America would not have produced a two-way baseball star because there's too much focused laser attention on particular positions. Or once you feel like you're good at this, then that's what... It's like we talk about with sports in high school. Like down here especially. Oh, you can pitch? Well, you're only going to pitch. Oh, you're a quarterback? Well, you're only going to quarterback. People don't play other sports. People don't expand. I, I think Devin's right on. Yes and no. Coming from the Dominican perspective, I feel like I've pulled that card like 50 times already. It's brutal. Um, But also you have these MLB teams who purposely scout internationally Mm -hmm. because also the American population is so focused on other sports, right? Like go play American football. Go play something else. Go play that. Where in many other countries, they don't have those options. In the Dominican Republic, you don't see kids playing football or soccer or any of these things. They solely focus on baseball. That's why so many of these MLB teams recruit out of the Dominican But I think that's more of a cultural thing, though. No, no, but but that's what I'm getting to. Internationally, you have so many different options to play sports here in the United States, whereas opposed to different, at least from the Caribbean perspective. So where does this tap into being a two-way player? What? Where does this tap into being a two-way player? Because... You, I guess there's more room for growth and when you get to specify like how you can grow your skills in baseball. That's, that's, that's just what I'm saying. Here in the States, there's so many different sports you can play because there's way more opportunities but, to so do that. So where are the Dominican Republic two-way players that pitch and hit? I, 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 no, tough. but this is why we dominate in baseball. Yeah, but I also you don't, don't see soccer. You don't see us playing in basketball. I don't think that's a symptom of the Dominican Republic. It's not. It's a symptom of Major League Baseball and uh, the American way of training baseball that causes soon-to-be or potential two-way players from being discouraged to go that route when you're in the Dominican Republic. Well, no, but it's also like in the uh, in American culture, there's, there's a high emphasis on American football. I feel like playing baseball is never... First. Well, that's just where we live right now. If you yeah, were to go yeah. to Topeka, Kansas, two, you're just two decades baseball. ago. Two decades ago, though, two decades ago, that's not the case. Baseball is still a top notch, yeah. a a premier priority sport, without question. And we get brainwashed being down here in South Florida because it is not because it it's almost all football all the it's time. But this is hotbed. very heavy baseball area as well. What I'll say is that uh, it's it's embarrassing to go from the 40s to now with no legitimate two-way star in baseball that America hasn't produced. In fact, it, it took a Japanese player to finally show, oh yeah, you can do that. We've had two-way football stars who have thrived before we had a two-way baseball player, which should be the sport you absolutely can succeed most with. So I think that's embarrassing. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. Well said, Devin. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.